I am Dr. Laura Jagged, and thank you for listening today to this week's podcast. This is the How to Life podcast. It's a podcast that strives to help you maneuver through your adult years, armed with some instruction, some insight, some pro tips, and lots of encouragement. This is episode 94. The topic today is not one that is usually talked about. I don't know why, but there's not much out there about it. Today, we're talking about how to settle into a new environment. This could be moving to a new country where you may experience perhaps a new language, a new culture for sure, homesickness. This could also be beginning a new job or going away to college or even starting a new school or moving to a new neighborhood. It's usually a bit more difficult than you thought with plenty of discomfort and feeling out of your element. It's hard to adapt to a new place when you don't know anyone and no one knows you. It's hard to be an outsider. The unfamiliar is so uncomfortable. And how do you ask for help about this? Is what you may be feeling normal? Is it really a thing? Trudy Rankin is an online business coach in Australia, but she's originally from the Pacific Northwest. She grew up constantly moving as a child, and she had to learn how to adapt and fit in quickly. She's been in Australia now for 30 plus years, but she knows well the feeling of overwhelm and loneliness when you are the new kid on the block. So in this interview, she would like to help out those who may be feeling the discomfort of culture shock while settling into a new community. Don't be sad. You're not alone. You're going to be okay. Hi, Trudy. Welcome to the How to Life podcast. You are in the morning there in Australia, right? Yes, I am. And thank you very much for having me on the podcast. Yeah, we're talking about settling into a new community because although it sounds very much like you are from Australia, you are not. No, not from Australia at all. I live here. I've lived here a number of years, but not from here. All right. Well, we're going to talk about that very shortly. Before we get started, will you please introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about you, who you are and what you do? Sure. So my name is Trudy Rankin, and I'm the founder of a program called Online Business Liftoff, where we help people who can't or don't want to do a traditional nine to five job, learn how to start their own online business so that they can have financial stability, have more choice in life, and help other people have a purpose in life. And we tend to work a lot with people who are carers or caregivers, and people who are over the age of 50 and who've been struggling with unemployment. But we're actually going to be addressing sort of the younger group this time, or anybody who is making a major life move, and that is moving to a different country or settling into a new community. You have a lot of experience in this, and that's what we're going to talk about. Moving away from home or even away from what is familiar, a job even, or a relationship, just something that you've kind of settled into can be scary or at least it's uncomfortable, and you moved to a new country and a new culture, will you tell us that story? Oh, every single thing that you just said, kind of, I could give you, I could give you several stories. Um, Yeah, so, so basically, just to go way back into my past, when I was much younger as a child, we moved a lot. And we would invariably move 
during the middle of the school year. Do not ask me why, but that's the worst possible time when you, you know, for a kid, especially as you get older into your teens, moving in the middle of a school year was really tough. Where did you grow up? I actually grew up in the Pacific Northwest, Oregon, Washington, and I went to university there. And then when I was in my, one of the later years of university, I decided I needed to take a break year, a gap year. They call it a gap year over here, but I needed to take a break. And I decided I wanted to go overseas and because I like travel and I wanted to explore other cultures. So I ended up actually going to Hong Kong for almost a year as a volunteer, helping out in an expat school or a school for people from Australia and New Zealand who were working at a, at a local hospital in a place called Chun Wan in Hong Kong. And I helped out with the, with the fifth graders. And I also taught English to the, to they had some Chinese nursing students there. And I helped out by teaching them English and PE. So you initially did not intend to move to Hong Kong. Were you going to come back to the States, come home and start your life? I knew that I would have to go back eventually to the U.S. because I needed to finish my degree. But while I was in Hong Kong, I actually met my future husband who was there from New Zealand, and he was doing part of his medical degree studies. Um, but I knew I had to go back. I had to finish my study. He had to go back to New Zealand and finish his medical degree. So we ended up writing for quite a long time uh, while I finished most of my degree. And then eventually he came over. We got engaged. We got married. And then uh, a few, just a few months after we got married, I finished, after I finished my degree, I moved to New Zealand with him. So that was, that was kind of where, where it all became a real adventure. Now, you had had a lot of experience moving as a child. So moving across country, was that scary at all for you? Being a newlywed is kind of scary in and of itself. Was then going to a different country a little daunting or not? Yes, no. It was, it was daunting from one perspective. Uh, obviously, I didn't know anybody except for my husband. And I had met his family at the wedding. And that was the first time I'd met them. And his family's lovely. You know, he has a really, really lovely family. And my in-laws, you couldn't ask for better in-laws. They made a huge difference in my being able to assimilate into New Zealand. So that part was good. The part that was daunting was I made what I thought was a really, really simple meal. The cooking temperatures are in, you know, Celsius or centigrade. Oh, I was used to that? cooking in Fahrenheit. <laughs> um, and so the temperature that I would have cooked the potatoes at in the US was completely different number to the what you would cook it at in New Zealand. And so I still laugh about it, but it was a bit embarrassing at the time. That's just one of the little bumps that you're going to encounter when you go to a new culture. But I want to talk about some of the other emotions and experiences you might feel. And I'd like to ask you to sort of soothe that fear, fear of the unknown, fear of a new culture. What's your advice about that? Well, and oftentimes it's simply just fear of embarrassment. You're afraid you might make a fool of yourself by trying to speak the language, or you might do the wrong thing, a culturally inappropriate thing, or or something that's going to make you, or you feel like it's going to make you a laughing stock. Um, but the fear can be real, you know, and it's not always those fears. Sometimes it can be fear of physical danger. I know there's people who don't want to visit Australia because they've all they've ever heard about are all the dangerous animals and insects and snakes. And it's just like, well, hang on. There's a, where we live, we don't see snakes. You could see a snake if you looked hard enough, but they're scared of you. So, you know, we make up these stories in our heads about 
things that could go wrong. And oftentimes that's all they are is just stories. So the, the most important thing you can do is just, there's two things that you can do. One is just be open, you know, be open to the fact that you're in a new experience. You've never been here before. And if you're going to make mistakes, you can forgive yourself because you've never been here before. How could you possibly be expected to know something? But the thing is, is that you need to come prepared to try. Be prepared to try and fail. Now, for some people, it's just that's kind of hard to do because you don't like to feel like a failure. You don't feel like you've embarrassed yourself. You don't want to feel like people are looking at you and you know curling up their noses and go, "What a you know what a what a heck." Um, but the reality is, is that it's only by trying new things that you start to realize what other potential is there, what works, what doesn't, what's okay to do and what's not. Obviously, use some common sense. You know, if you're going to a country where where women are not given the freedoms that they are in the U.S., you know, don't walk down the street in short shorts and a tank top. Be smart about it. Be sensible about it. But the fear factor is is all in our heads. It's true. I would also point out that the majority of people in this world are very kind. Let's say language. If people see that you're trying to speak the language, they will go out of their way to help you out, give you the benefit of the doubt, try to meet you halfway. It's really not a problem. Yeah, no, we, our son lives in Germany. And it's so embarrassing to try and say things in German because my German is, is rudimentary. I do try. All right. Another thing that's uh, daunting is homesickness. How do you deal with that? Oh, homesickness is a tough one. I, I come from a really close family. And the reality is, is, is that homesickness is a feeling. It's not a disease. And so you can be homesick or feel homesick without wanting to run back home. You know that you miss your family. You know that you would love it if they were there to share the adventure with you. But it wouldn't be the same adventure if, if they were there. So, you know, the adventure that you're on, they love it if you tell them about things. So, you know, communicate with the people that you love. That's the best cure for homesickness, but also staying busy and also understanding that it's, it's a feeling. Feelings can be managed. How about culture shock? Oh, culture shock's a real thing. Oh, I, and I've been through it so many times. It's funny, and it doesn't happen the same way for everybody, but for, for, for a lot of people, for me, certainly, and for a lot of people, you get to a new place and it's amazing, it's shiny, it's new, everything's exciting. And then three months in, it's like you hit a wall at, you know, 50 miles an hour. It's just like, oh, they do what? How could they do that? That's so dumb. Why do they do that? And all of a sudden, you're, you're seeing all the negatives of things that you hadn't seen before. And getting through that culture shock is really important to actually actively, first of all, recognize that that's what it is and realize that it's actually your brain's way of going, wow, there's a wider picture here. Let's just have a look and explore that a little bit more. Let's see, let's see whether or not there might be something here that's actually of value that you could then assimilate back into your own life permanently, something that's really, really, really good and, and just widens your worldview. So culture shock is like your, your body's immune system going, whoa, hang on, wait a minute. Um, but you can work your way through it and you can just come out the other side of it with so much better understanding of the culture that you're in. But by the time you've been there for nine months or so, nine months to a year, you really should be well and truly 
feeling comfortable in the society that you're in. Yeah, you just have to stick it out a little bit. If you bail out too quickly, uh, that's just your doubt, your inability to learn the language or communicate as well as you would like, as quickly as you wanted, can really throw a wrench in your confidence. And you don't want to let doubt send you packing. Yeah, for sure. One of my nieces did a a stint overseas in an Asian country as a volunteer for, I can't remember how many months, but she was terribly, terribly, terribly homesick and culture shock and the doubt and everything that goes with it. And she finally got to the place where she said, I can't take this. I just can't do this. And so she was ringing up her parents going, I can't handle it. And, you know, crying and all of this sort of stuff. And her parents were ready to bring her home. And something happened in the connection cut on the phone. And the next day, everything was fine. She was she had turned the corner because something had happened that made her go, oh, actually, I can handle this. I can handle this. And just getting rid of that emotion, even venting, and but then choosing to stay is, is really important, I think. And if for some reason, you know, you don't have that safety net of your parents, if you really do need to get out of a situation, there are other ways of, of doing that and organizing that. There's always a window, always. Yeah. When does the assimilation kick in? And what's the best way to help you assimilate if you have made the decision of moving and staying in a certain location, as you did when you got married? Well, I mean, first of all, you kind of have to make the commitment to yourself that you are going to stick it out no matter what happens. And there's there's a few things that you can do that can really help speed up the process. And I really highly recommend this. The first thing to do is, of course, is that if you're moving to a place where English is not the first language or or whatever language you speak is not the language that they speak where you're going, but do your absolute best to try and learn at least how to say please and thank you and hello and a few other phrases, a few other common phrases in that language. Duolingo is a fantastic app. You can download it for free and use it. I use it to work on my German. I used it to try and learn a little bit of Russian when we went to visit St. Petersburg a couple of years ago. That was really, really interesting and useful. But just do your best to learn some phrases. Be respectful of the fact that you are the visitor and they're not. Why do you get to impose your language on them? Do it the other way around. That's the second thing. Be respectful about the local rules and the laws. But also a couple of really, really good things to do is that as soon as you can, Walk the neighborhood, get out there and actually physically walk your way around where you live, walk your way around any CBDs that there are or central business districts or the the downtown areas of where you live, get to know them and feel comfortable so that you can, you know, where you are, you know, where things are, and then go visit the local grocery shop, go and see what kinds of things are for sale there, start to get familiar with what everybody else is eating, because food is a common thing for everybody. Everybody has to eat. So start there, start to get that that in place and then start looking for things that you can do where you're going to meet the local people. You know, try and find somebody that can become your local buddy, if you want to call them that. Go to meetups, join a choir, join a band if you play an instrument, go down to the local pub for the quiz nights, whatever. That, that's what our daughter did when she moved to a new place in the States. You know, just just go down to a place where they have events and just be part of that. And you'll slowly build up a group of people around you that you you know and that you're comfortable with. It takes time. It really does take time. So meet up as a, you know, meetup.com. That's a really good tool that you can use to, to find out what's happening in your local area. There's so many things. Mm-hmm. Look in Facebook, 
you know, there's there's all different ways you can look to see what's happening. But your your goal is to try and meet the local people and start to form relationships and start to build a sense of a community that you feel comfortable with. So make the decision to immerse yourself in your neighborhood, in your community. Another thing you can do, which I do on trips, but this can still apply to if you have decided you are moving somewhere, is Pinterest and TripAdvisor. You just look and see what there is to do, read the reviews, and just kind of become very familiar. I once took an international trip. I had five months from the time I decided to I left. During that time, I had seen the map. I had plotted out routes that I was going to take. I had looked at all the attractions so that when I actually got there, I already knew it. I knew what to expect. It just felt very, very familiar. There was no fear there. So it's a little bit of preparation. You have given us a lot of good ideas of how to make the decision and immerse yourself when you move into a new community. Can you summarize them for us? Just kind of give us a little summary of coping skills to make it stick when you have settled into a new community. I think that just starting out by committing to the fact that you're going to be open, you're going to allow yourself to have new experiences without fear or shame. Obviously, you're going to make sure that your physical safety is is as safe as you can make it. You're not going to do stupid things, but you're going to push the boundaries a little bit and uh, be willing to do that. And you want to know that you're going to go through things like homesickness. You are going to face culture shock. It's inevitable. And just accept it as part of the experience. And one of the things I didn't mention that is really, really useful is, is keep a journal. Write down what you're thinking and feeling, and then every so often go back and flip and have a look at it. Actually, were you starting to get to the place where you're starting to feel a little bit more comfortable? You can speed up that process by, as I said, get familiar with the culture, get familiar with the locale, the location, find out where the locals are hanging out, go there, take a chance, say hello to somebody, smile at somebody, go to the local library participate in events, help somebody out, go and volunteer somewhere and help them out by just by contributing your time. There's so many things you can do, but you've got to commit. You've got to know that you're going to feel uncomfortable. It's okay to feel uncomfortable. Be happy to make mistakes and know that you're going to bounce back and you can have lovely stories to tell later. And uh, yeah, just be willing to make the effort to get to know the people. And have fun. It's a great adventure. And you're never stuck. It's all going to work out for you. Trudy, I want to thank you very much for coming on and and helping everyone out with this information. I haven't talked about it before, but it's a very real thing that happens. And it's even starting a new school or a new college. All of these principles apply. I'd like you to tell us how we can find you about your business, your websites, and all of that as well. Sure. So um, if people want to connect with me on LinkedIn, they can connect with me on LinkedIn, or you can go to onlinebusinessliftoff.com if you want to know more about what we do and who we help. So yeah, happy to happy to connect with people and uh, have a chat. Thanks, Trudy. Thanks for everything. And you were awesome. I appreciate it. Oh, thanks for having me. Feel free to reach out to Trudy. As you can tell, she is so nice and she is all about helping people. I will link her contact and website info in the show notes, howtolife.com slash 094. I'm also going to link these other episodes, which provide great info related to this topic as well. Episode 33 is about how language and travel can enhance your life. Ray Blakeney is the guest on that show, and he is also the creator of Live Lingua, 
where you can become immersed in a new language from the comfort of your home. Episode 56 is about the skills you acquire when you're traveling in a foreign country by yourself. By the way, these shows and all the Adulting 101 topics covered so far can be found on my website, howtolife.com. If you want a little more encouragement, sign up for some mom motivation. I will send you a daily message of love and support because we could all use a hug once in a while, right? You can find that at howtolife.com slash hugs, H-U-G-S. I hope you enjoyed this episode. I have other great interviews queued up and ready to go for the next few months. So I hope you will join me every Tuesday, which is the day my shows go live. Thank you for listening today and for your continued support. If you like this show, please hit that five-star rating button before you sign off. I look forward to meeting you here again next week. Life is good. No matter where you are, seek out the good and it will seek you. Don't worry so much. All is well. You got this.